Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. Excuse me. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, uh, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, we have a um, we have a big win to talk about for Duke. It wasn't big in terms of like over a great team, right? Because Notre Dame was losing a record, but the fact that Duke won on a night when they just played terrible basketball, let's face it, right? Yeah, um, it, it's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, uh, we're gonna get to it a little later on, but uh, it was a uh, it was a strange game. It was a strange game. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. Rock <laughs> fight. It's a rock fight. Anyway, uh, the Believe in Duke podcast. Is sponsored as always by Bet Online. We appreciate their support. And uh, NFL playoffs, as we record this on the last Sunday of the regular season, um, NFL playoffs are right around the corner. NBA is in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, You know, the Blue Devils, yeah, uh, worst shooting night of the season, 35.6%. The previous worst was 35.8%. That was at Arkansas, which is the game Duke lost. Right. uh, We know. So, okay, you shot really poorly. And you won the game, so let let's take it from there, right? That's that's you found a way to tough one out, right? Right. I mean, it was a strange game from the start. I mean, I didn't get a chance to actually watch the game until maybe midway through the first half because they had the V uh, Tech and Florida State game on, and that kind of went a little bit down to the wire. So it didn't change over. So when I changed over, it was like, yeah, Duke hasn't scored in the last eleven minutes, but it was only down four, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, what what is going on? And I'm reading some notes and I'm like, all right, well, Notre Dame, the record may not show it, but people who he played in the conference, Miami, uh, Virginia, NC State, they have struggled offensively against um, Notre Dame. So I'm thinking myself, like, maybe their defense or the way they kind of muck up the the game a little bit, make it a little bit ugly, kind of. I mean, maybe that's the, the reason, but... I was like, man, we went scoreless for like, what, almost 15 minutes, if not more. We're down by as many as nine in the first half. And it was just, like I said, it was just an overall strange game. And we had nine turnovers, nine turnovers in the first half. Yeah. You know, shooting 31% from uh, the field goal and 21 from three. It was just it was just an ugly, ugly game. But the fact that it was such an ugly game, we still found ways, thankfully for Mark Mitchell, but we've still found ways to score. And then, you know, Roach down the line with his uh, six straight free throws and kind of close the game. But we still found ways to tough it out. And every game is not going to be pretty. I get it. But this game was just a strange game from, you know, start to finish. <laughs> I, I kept – I was you know, tweeting through it as I was watching it. And, you know, I kept throwing out these horrible like, – these, these ugly stats like you just rattled off, right? 31% shooting and nine turnovers. And I kept looking up and go, but Duke's only down by four points. Duke's, then they got down by nine. But then that's when they uh, – Shire said during a timeout during the first half there, late in the first half, I think I think it was the under-eight timeout. He told the guys, look, 
just try to win between now and the next time out. Let's win this segment and, and kind of compartmentalized it that way, which mm-hmm. normally that's what underdog teams like to do, right? When you're playing a team you're not supposed to beat, let's just win every four minutes and we'll see what happens. Right, right. Shire had to like nail it down to that for the guys, right? And yeah, yeah. It worked because they they had a 14 to 3 run to end the half. Instead of thinking, oh my God, we're down by nine points. How can we look right, right, right. So little 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 trick there, right? Little yeah, I mean that's a that's a good strategy, especially for a younger team that's not a quite established team. To look at it like that, because, you know, if a young mind looks up at the scoreboard, like, we down nine with, like, eight minutes to go, you know, it could get ugly before halftime, and then we're about to get chewed out at halftime. Yeah. So, as a young mind, um, you know, John Shire realizing this, like, hey, you know, take a deep breath, all right? You know, this is not a game that we typically are playing like this. So, what's, what's going to happen is the next four minutes, the next time out, we're going to go ahead and we're going to run these plays and we're going to, you know, concentrate on these four minutes. Once that happens, take another deep breath and we're going to go into the next one. So that's a good strategy to have, and especially with a young team. And I'm glad that the team took to the coaching and was able to actually accept that because, you know, a lot of times you look at that scoreboard and you're like, nah, I can turn into 20 real quick. Real you quick. know, <laughs> and all yeah. of a sudden everything's deflated and you go into halftime like, oh, we're about to have a hard practice <laughs> after this. And- yeah. The long flight back and all this stuff around kind of seeps in your mind. Yep. That's right. And lo and behold, Mark Mitchell makes two free throws late in the first half there. And Duke takes a 29-27 lead at halftime. Mm-hmm. Totally mm-hmm. changed that game. That that last kick of the first half. You're right. All you said is perfect. It's spot on. It's what you know, um uh Jeremy Roach said that kind of the some of the similar things. I talked to him after the game was yeah, you know, that nine could have been 15 or 20, and then we're in a really, really deep hole, and it yeah. wasn't. So then you come out in the second half, you're like, okay, we got the lead. We got this, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. and that's when Mark Mitchell took over. He scored 14 points in a row. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that two points that kind of ended the first half for him, he used that momentum to kind of roll over because, you know, he had, what, four points in the first half and finished up with 23, which yeah. is a career high for him because he had a career high – Couple of games ago at twenty one points, Tuesday, and this the is game before the Syracuse, yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe he likes playing AC this year. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but uh, the fact the fact that he had back to back, you know, career highs, and then also another career high, he had a uh, um, a double double, his first double double, fourteen, and rebounds. on top of that, fourteen rebounds, another career high. So Mark was having a really good game, and that helped us because we were in a hole and we needed some kind of kick, energy, or spark, or whatever. And all of a sudden, starting the second half. Boom, Mark scores. Boom, Mark scores. Boom, he even hit a three. Okay. Boom, he hit another three. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, I was like, what is going on? All right, all right, hey, do your thing. Do your thing. I know uh, John said after the game that uh, uh, he's been putting time with uh, Coach Avery, uh, yeah. William Mayer, Will Avery, and um, the fact that, you know, um, whatever he's doing right now, it seems to be working. It does. And uh, that from that point of view, from – um, I wrote about this today uh, in the News Observer about how, you know, back to the Georgia Tech game when he had the technical foul, right? And that kind of cost turned that game around in a bad way. He could have gone a young player that can get in your head. You know, he was mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. do – they told him to be aggressive and dunk aggressively, and he it got him in a bad spot. And lo and behold, now he's turned it around, and he's it, – it, we talked to him again last night in South Bend. The ups and downs of a season – when you're down, you don't stay down. You, you you have to try to rise back up. And he took the approach of, okay, that was a screw up. 
I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to play aggressive like I have been. And and last night, the jump shots weren't falling. Duke mm-hmm. needed uh, somebody inside to get draw fouls. He drew seven fouls again last night. You know, got to the free throw line, made his free right, throws. Right. Um, I know he hit a couple threes. That was great. But, but he was in the paint doing stuff, right? And that kind of yeah. got the offense going. Yeah, it, it definitely did. I mean, especially uh, McCain, he didn't start hitting his shot till later on in the game. But, you know, it was just – we had just Roach in the first half. I think he had one of have 10 points in the first half. He was our leading scorer. He was the only one that was actually seen like he was doing something offensively for us. And we just couldn't get, you know, things going. And with Flip, I know he's having a bad game offensively, but I would like to see him kind of try to get out of it by maybe grabbing 10, 12 rebounds. Maybe, uh, you know, playing a really good defense and shutting down the other guy and not, you know, allowing him to kind of seal him in the basket and kind of shoot over him. You know, those type of things I was looking at, at at Flip were it's easy to to look at the offensive part and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, tonight's my night. It's not my night because I can't hit my shots and things like that. What was me? I'm going to get down, that type thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was doing that because he did have four assists. He was kicking the ball out. Um, so he did have four assists, but i just like to see more of him um, on other aspects of the game when his offensive game is not going. And that might help, you know, him being involved and being aggressively, you know, rebounding the basketball, being a force in the inside. Maybe that helped him get out of his funk and maybe he's not overthinking his offense. Because when you shoot a shot and it seems like the ball can't go in, that weight gets heavy and heavy and heavy on you. And then all of a sudden you start thinking about your stuff instead of the, the team stuff. And I know how how that works and how, you know, how it feels, but – I just wish that I can see a little bit more from him, uh, more of an all-around game than just always a flip guy going tonight because, you know, he had 20-some points, whatever, but he still had like five speed miles. This was um, – your point is spot on because this is the first game this season where Flip hasn't done something major to help the team win. Because even when he – he had another game, I think it was against Charlotte, he only scored five points. But that's the day he had 11 or 12 rebounds and four blocks or whatever, so – he was doing other stuff. And I know he had four assists last night. That was good. He probably would have had more if they had made more shots. But, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, well, but he, you're right. He, he was not himself. And um, he wasn't finishing strong in the paint. John Shire mentioned that after the game that, you know, some of it was we weren't making shots. But he's got to finish strong. He's got to be stronger in the paint and finish, right? He was right. getting right. shots blocked. And, uh, you know, you know that you don't want that to happen <laughs> when you got the ball in the paint. You got to score, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to, you have to. And uh, if you're not scoring, you know what he was doing earlier was kind of finding uh, Mark Mitchell and that, that dump down pass where he was able to get the, you know, we call it the dunker spot. You know, you catch the ball and go right up and dunk. So he was able to see that. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm hoping that he he's not going into a slump. That's a that's a major thing because we don't have we don't have a lot of time to have games like this and be successful, you know, throughout the season. Like we got to have somebody scoring the ball for us. We have to, that's the way of our team. We have to have guys being able to hit the outside shot. If it's not going to be flipped, he got to be by committee. McCain got to hit a shot. Roach got to hit a shot. Mark Mitch got to do his thing. You know, Foster got to do that. And then uh, Proctor, I know he's still working his way back. You know, this is the first game he was scoreless, you know, Scoreless, you know, there's something that uh we haven't seen in his short tenure at Duke, but scoreless. So I'm hoping that uh he can get himself back and work himself into uh 
back to where he was before he hurt his ankle because he was really uh, good at hitting that open three-point shot. He was really good at pushing that ball and making us go, being the engine on our offense. So I'm hoping that he can get back to that. But I, I don't know if it's, you know, him being on the sideline to start the game and that whole, you know, dynamic and things. But I'm hoping that he can kind of get back to where he was. Yes, and uh, that's another subject we brought up with John post game last night was, you know, Tyrese played, you know, 26, 27 minutes. So it looked like, okay, he's free to go. He's, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And John said, well, sprained ankle, you're not – it takes a while to be 100% healthy, right? You're clear. You're playing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he tweaked it a little bit at one point in the second half, and, you know, he kept playing, but he's kind of, you know, limping around a little bit, right? And so I guess we need to give him a little more time, I guess, is the thing. So mm-hmm. that's why Caleb Foster is still starting. Uh, although he didn't have a, you know, he had kind of a rough game last night too, but um, that just kind of seemed to be the thing. This was the first time Duke had been on a streak. They've been shooting 45, 50% every game, this whole streak. And last night they just had a clunker and yeah, uh, yeah. Saturday night. And so next game is Tuesday at Pitt against Jeff Capel and his crew. Uh, they're not as good as they were last year so far. Pitt has not proven to be, they were an NCAA tournament team last year. They got an uphill battle to make it this year, it looks like, but, but it's another road game. Duke had not won a road game this year until Saturday night, Notre Dame. So that's first true road game. Yep. Right. yep. So maybe that'll calm him down a little bit. I know back to Flip. Uh saw him after the game, uh, talking to players in the locker room. He didn't seem to be down. He seemed to be okay. Like it wasn't like he was moping around, which sometimes he he does that. He's had moments where he's done that. So let's hope that uh he'll just, you know, push that aside. He won't worry about the fact that there are NBA scouts at every game watching him. And last night they didn't have a good report to send in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I mean, uh, we kind of said a little bit before the game started. You know, it's a long season, so that's the good thing about it. You know, you don't have to worry about waiting a whole another week to play again or another month to play again. You able to play again, you know, in a couple of days and kind of redeem yourself. So uh, hopefully for him, he can have a short uh, a short term memory. You know, uh, that's something that. Even like for me, I had uh, dealt with, you know, that issue where if I didn't have a good game, I felt like I not only let myself down, but I let my teammates down. And the fact that if my man was actually out doing, you know, the rebounding or scoring on me and I wasn't able to cancel that with my my production, I felt bad. And I was able to get down on myself like that and beat myself up. And thankfully, I had a coach, you know, Wojo, Wojo was able to, kick me in the butt a few times and <laughs> snap me out of it, you know, that type thing. But uh, it, it was great to kind of um, uh, have somebody like that. So I'm hoping that he has somebody like that on his team. So he's not fully, you know, immersing himself into, you know, you know, just his, his own stuff, you know? So, yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think Carowell can, can say some things to him. I think, <laughs> you know, see well, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He'll come up with some lines. To, to yeah, yeah. Deliver. <laughs> Flip going again. Yeah. So that'll be good. Um, but uh, on the overall here, Duke's won six in a row, 11 and three overall, two and one in the conference now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Carolina State and Wake are all three and oh in the conference. Duke's two and one. The big four is doing work, man. In yeah, yeah. Carolina's teams, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, people are doing well uh, on, on, uh, on, uh, on that end. And then, uh, I know um, Clemson took a little uh, loss to uh, Carolina the other day too, but they, they're a team that's supposed to be, you know, pretty good for us uh, in our, t- our conference too. So it's supposed right. to go into the post uh, postseason, but right. it, it's uh, 
it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of plays out because we we do have a dog fight pretty much every game. There's not going to be any real easy games for us like, you know, Duke teams in the past. And we, um, you know, just our last episode, we talked about coming out of the Syracuse win when there was a five-game winning streak. The next five were at Notre Dame, at Pitt, Georgia Tech, and Pitt at home, and Louisville. And those all look like teams Duke should beat. I know Georgia Tech they lost to, but there's going to be a revenge factor there. Mm-hmm. But um, but the, the Saturday night proves that, like, you can't just – you can look at it on paper, those should be easy wins, right? But that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely. That's not how it works, definitely. But uh, we, we can't shoot, you know, 21% from three. <laughs> yeah. It starts start to happen, thinking that we're going to actually do well, right. or 30% from field, and think we're going to do well. Because, like, you know, there's going to be teams that's going to catch fire, and we can't catch up shooting like that. So if, we, if we're not going to be playing well, they can't be playing well either. So if we're going to be – the other game, that'll be a game for both of us. That's how I yeah. think. That's how I feel. I think that, uh, you know, the last last time they played Pitt, Duke played Pitt, was in the ACC tournament last year, and it was a blowout. Remember, Duke won by, I think, 30. They just blew him off the court. And um, uh, I know the year before that, when they were up at Pitt, they won pretty handily. That's the game uh, at the end of Coach K's last season when they clinched the ACC regular season was by blowing out Pitt up there. Uh, they had a tough game at home last year against Pitt, so – that was it. But uh, it seems like they've, you know, they're kind of beating up on old buddy Jeff Cape a little bit here. So maybe that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I wish we had a couple of those players from those teams last, you know, last year and the year before. So yeah. that'll make things a lot easier this year too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I understand it is what it is, how, you know, people kind of go every year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be one game at a time for us. This is how we're going to do, like, you know, Coach uh, John Shire was saying. We got to win the four minutes. We got to win each yeah. game and look at it like that because we can't like, look at the long – not with this team. We can't look at it like, oh, for sure win, for sure win. We can't do that because it's not it's not like that team. Right, exactly. So uh, that'll be the that'll be the test. Tuesday night at Pitt, it's a 9 o'clock game. So – Another late game. All another right. late game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, – uh, have to have a nap that afternoon after I get to Pittsburgh, <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, before I head out to head out to the Peterson Event Center, it's a cool arena. It's a good place to watch a game. Okay, okay. And uh, so uh, uh, I'm sure they'll have a big crowd there. It was sold out last night at, at Notre Dame. Um, I will say, I went, I went. I went once um, when I was coaching uh, in Erie, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, okay. for the the G League team because we was our who's was the Atlanta Hawks G League team was getting our gym built. So we was in Erie, uh, Pennsylvania, and that's when, uh, you know, RJ and uh, Zion and our oh. team came. So um, I took the coaching staff and we drove two hours down to Pitt. And that was the first time we actually, uh, at least for me, been to Pitt. So I seen that arena, you know, I see, uh, I mean, Jay-Z was there too. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> but it was a good crowd though. <laughs> that year, there was a lot. Yeah, Sheldon yeah. was there. Sheldon, JC was there to see Sheldon. He's he heard Sheldon was coming. He was like, okay, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he was on the court side. I was kind of up, up in the bow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll it'll be cool. Um, uh, I, I do want to say one thing about Notre Dame. Micah Shrewsbury is their coach. Um, his first year, he'd been at Penn State. Before that, he was with the Celtics. He was with the Celtics for, okay. I think, six years. 2015 okay. to 2019. And he, we talked about their defense, how they're defending people this year. They're doing a good job on defense. They're not a very good shooting team. They're young. Uh, Shire said that nobody iced flip this season like Notre Dame did. 
defensively, right? So um, maybe could you explain that a little bit for our listeners, what, what that means when people say somebody ices somebody and how, how that makes a difference? Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's two different ways how people uh, kind of ice it. And when you're in a pick and roll, people call it ice. Um, they force the, the pick and roll down to the baseline, which you trap the guard and kind of uh, have the help side come over and take the big man out of the, out of the pick and roll. So there's no pick and roll. So that's the main thing with icing right there. Then also another one of ice was where they just pretty much uh, trap the, uh, the big and don't let them touch the ball and pretty much, you know, make somebody else, um, you know, beat them. So yeah. there's two different ways that how teams do it, but uh, that, that's, that's how um, from when I play, that's what the ice was called. I'm not sure if it's different now um, since I've been out of the game a couple of years now, but uh, I'm coaching, but that's how it was when I, when I was playing. Okay. That, that, I thought it was something to do with that, with denying him the ball and make, keeping him from, from hurting you. So, um, you know, Shrewsbury, you know, comes with an NBA background and uh, uh, he's, he's bringing some new things and, and doing a good job there defensively. I mean, they, they got to learn to score just like anybody else, but the game before Duke, they lost, they lost 54 to 52 to state uh, at, at home. And before that they beat Virginia by 20, I think. So really, uh, yeah, Notre Dame did. Yeah. Virginia's got some troubles still on. <laughs> we can talk about them. Oh, okay. They're not, they're not as good this year. Huh? Something's going on with them because they got beat by 16 by state yesterday too. But uh, anyway, so something to watch out for Duke fans for Notre Dame, um, uh, maybe. And, and, and John said about flip teams, are if, if they're going to watch that film last night and see that that worked, that approach worked and people are going to start throwing these, I'll call, I'll call it a junk defense, you know, but something different mm-hmm. um, to try to slow him down because he's the best player. Right. So um, he's going to have to adjust to that. Right. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, uh, there's different wrinkles you can kind of throw into that uh, for Duke, you know, because um, Ison, a guy that can pick and pop, can be a little harder um, because, you know, he can shoot the ball uh, versus a, a traditional role guy where you just pretty much take him out of the game by rolling him down and passing him on to another another defender um, and making the, uh, the the guard that's going down to the baseline and have him trap and can't see, you know, the pass uh, that try to throw out. So, but with him, it can, you know, I'm sure John's going to have a, a couple of wrinkles where he's able to either pick and pop in the, in the short, quick, you know, um, window where you just kind of throw the ball. As soon as you come off that screen, you got to throw the ball right back at him and hopefully make a flip, make a play or have somebody on the weak side, on the other side of the court, try to hit an open shot with a three because they all be pulled over because flip's going to command so much attention. So that's going to be interesting to see how, um, how they play it, but I'm sure – John's going to do a good job of it and find other ways to kind of make him, you know, have good opportunities. Yeah. And, and, and credit will credit Stuart flip has been good at passing out of the double team, to the open shooter on the opposite side of the court this year. And uh, last night, again, Duke just didn't make shots either. So that's one, that's another thing we talked about. And I think uh, I'll be surprised if Tuesday night they shoot poorly again, this is not a team that this is proved to be a pretty good shooting team for the year. Uh, they might have a bad game and the next game they'll do pretty well. I know the Arkansas and Georgia Tech losses were back to back, and so that's still in everybody's minds. But since then, they've 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 shot better as a whole until last uh, Saturday night okay. in at Notre Dame. So, but we'll see. We'll see when they get to Pittsburgh. That, that's something to watch out for. Um, we'll see how Flip adjusts. We'll see how Shire chess game right now. We're going to yeah, see yeah. How, how Duke adjusts, and we'll see. Yeah, yeah, you're what right. Happens there because that two man game has been good this year. Where you know, and, and last year where 
Tyrese or Jeremy kind of drives down and can either shoot it or dump it off to the big if they help, you know, if they fluff off of the they go to the ball, the ball yeah. big open, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that they uh, defended that well last night. So we'll see. Um, well, that's it for this episode of the Believe in Duke podcast, sponsored by Bet Online. We appreciate everybody listening. Um, we'll uh, we'll be back again later on this week after Pitt before Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah, we'll have a few days here after the Pitt game to tape another episode. We'll see what happens up at Pitt. We'll see. Let's see what Jeff Cable's got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See what the, the old uh, Blue Devil got against us. And so we're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Let's go do it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.